OBR Talk Podcast. It is a Wednesday. It's a NFL football Wednesday. And it's the 1st of December. Merry Christmas, everyone. How are we doing? What do you fantastic. think I'm doing, Joe? I'm First fantastic. of all, I don't care, Cooper. First of all. I'm great. Okay. The Raiders <laughs> just lost, like, what, 46 to 6? 43 to 6? Okay. So now it's my turn. Um, two weeks ago, PR'd. I, to the point where I'm like, you know what, play some one or two bets a week. And then I got banned from the show because my bets were so bad. And then let's see, Oregon lost to Oregon State. That's great. And then last night happens. Seattle, minus six and a half spread, covering by 14 with like a minute left. Equal score on a Hail Mary. One-handed tip catch. And then for some reason, they go for two. For no apparent reason whatsoever – so I am never betting on spreads again because they hurt me with the spread emotionally and financially. And I also have COVID. <laughs> so that's just freaking awesome. Fan freaking tastic. That's the perfect way to end it. Oh my God. <laughs> and I have COVID. <laughs> the topper of the cake. Golly. No, that's, that's like the sprinkles on the cake. Like he already had the icing laid and everything. Now he's just putting the sprinkles on it. Except the sprinkles got brought on with a freaking hammer to the face. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stuck in oh, this Brennan. damn room. Hey, Brennan, the Seahawks won, buddy. You got that going for you. They did, but they make it way too close, like always. All right, we'll get straight into this game. Monday Night Football, we had Seahawks-Eagles. Seahawks won 23-17. Uh, Russell Wilson, 22 for 31, 230 yards, one touchdown. Carson Wentz, 25 for 45, 215 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Chris Carson ran it for 41 and a touchdown. Carson Wentz led the team for 50, or 42 yards. DK Metcalf had 10 receptions for 177, and then Goddard had 75 yards receiving one touchdown. Before anyone says anything, last week I, I talked some shit on DK, and I want to take that back because DK is a good-ass receiver, and he That's proved it to me last night. I take it all yeah. back. I, so, Coop, I, I agree with you that he mostly runs birds. Not denying that, but let me tell you, he's very good at running birds. Yes. He's very good at running those birds. <laughs> but also, like, it's, it's just, like, what his role is. Like, he is meant to fulfill that role. He's 6'4". He's fucking fast. And Slay was talking crap the whole game, and he just dominated him. I just – going back on it, I just want to see a little more of a variety. I don't want to see just deep balls every time, you know. I want to see him grow as a receiver, start running some slants, some, I don't know, outs that he has to bulldoze someone. I don't know. I want to see he it. He also doesn't control that. I know. He, he so, I think he made two big mistakes last night, and one I think was – it's not even that big. Is uh, He jumped a little bit too early on that uh, touchdown pass. Didn't he drop it? Yeah, he dropped it. I think he just jumped a little bit better. too early. That's- that's number one. Hands got to get better. Oh, 100%. Hands got to get, hands got to get a little better. Two is very early on in the game when the Seahawks went for it on fourth down. It was like a goal line situation, a little sweep out to David Moore. He missed a big block, and if not, that would have easily been a Seahawks touchdown. Yeah. He was trying to make it more interesting. Pete Carroll's like, yeah, I don't like to win by more than one possession, no matter who we're playing, so let's miss that block. Let's make him go for two. Let's ruin everyone's hopes. That's what Let's, we're going to do. But it's not like you're Tyler Lockett who's 5'10 trying to go to the DM. Like, you're DK. You are a wall. Block him. Establish the run. I still can't get over it, and I got COVID. Yeah, that, that's a classic right there. We just talked about last night's game. I, obviously, I'm not going to bitch about it the whole time. But I will say it's like people are saying that's one of the worst calls I've ever seen when it came to that grounding. That was when so bad. The, the bad snap and he threw it like five yards before the line of scrimmage. I don't know how no one caught that. Can you not challenge that? Nope. So that, that just, that strip sucks. Cause I think it would have stopped that drive, which they ended up scoring. Yep. The spread would have covered. Spread yep. would have covered. And then also I'm not going to talk about myself just cause I had a, the bet with our friend, Zach, who's an Eagles fan, even though my pick was Eagles, uh, Seahawks are my team. So I was put my six and a half. Ended up losing because of that. I told him, hey, demo me the money with like a minute left in the game. And that bit me in the ass so oh, hard. Brendan. You jinxed yeah. it, man. You, you, oh, my oh. God. What do I tell you? I jinxed you? it hard. This I didn't jinx it. real. No, they aren't. <laughs> Vegas 
rigs this. Tell me how Vegas doesn't rig this when 91% of people had their bets on Seattle. And how? That, that one man put 500000 for the Seahawks to cover. They jinx it. They, no way. <laughs> jinxes, I don't think – jinxes are only real when they apply, when you this, have something to is, blame it on. This is, this is an apply. Vegas had uh, the Seahawks winning by six and a half. They jinxed it. They won by six. Oh, yeah, they jinxed it because they probably <laughs> – there's a little red phone in the corner going straight to the offensive corner being like, all right, here's what you're going to do. <laughs> Doug Peterson, you're going to go for two for no fucking apparent reason. <laughs> like, I, I don't – why do you go for two? I know statistics show that they're it's, more likely to stupid, win. It's a stupid statistic, literally so stupid, that says that your probability of going for two both times – so, like, on the first time if you get it, then you can just kick a – extra point win the next time or if you miss it going for two the first time then going for two the second time you're like the probability put just gives you a better win percentage than if you just kick the extra point twice but it's like so minuscule and it's just so dumb it's like pulling Blake Snell in the sixth inning of the world series when he's absolutely dealing yeah because I mean I get it like if you're let's say your kickers just had a obviously rough game I know that he missed one extra point but if like it's a kicker it's like Guskowski in that one Titans game, like week three, week four against Denver, when he missed like three or four kicks, I will get that. Like, hey, we're better to go out for two. But if you miss it the first time, then the best result you can get is tie. I feel like, first of all, if you're down by 14 and you come back, you have all momentum going into overtime. Or they go for two and not go to overtime and just cover. No, I, I don't like that. I think, <laughs> I think Peterson had the idea, oh, we got a six and a half point spread. I'm going to go for two to fuck everyone over. I think he yeah. may have. Do you know what he thought? He's like, hey, good teams win. We're not a good team, but you know what? We're a great team. And we <laughs> he, he probably – I don't even know. He, what was it, 91% people voted for the Seahawks? Yep. Yeah. He probably had that, that stat in the back of his head, and he's like, I want to prove all of you wrong, that we can cover six-and-a-half-point spread. We still lost, but I proved you guys wrong. Yeah. We okay, still so lost, but we knew we were going to lose, but we wanted to cover. So I will say, quick notes – a, Seahawks O-line always sucks. It's been the worst O-line in the past three years. I mean, that stats prove it. Two, the Seattle's defense actually came to show against – I don't care how bad they are. <laughs> three, why is Wentz still there? I was about to ask the same thing. I think Carson, it's because they paid that much money, and they're not going to be like, oh, we're not going to go let it go down the drain. Carson Wentz is dog shit. It's his time. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. It's Carson Wentz's time to sit on the damn bench. And he had single-digit yards before that last drive at the end of the first half. Yes. And they literally just, went three and now the first see, five drives. Yeah, just see what Hurts has to offer, you know? Like, Do you know what bugs me, too, is that they said he would get more playing time, and he only went in for three plays. I, I don't know, man. He needs to play more. No, I, yeah. It's, What's the worst I, thing that could happen? They lose another game? <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough – too because it's like they're so bad yet they still have a chance to make the playoffs you know what the other thing is why did they even pick him like if you're not gonna play him like why did you pick him no idea like you signed Carson Wentz you had gave him all this money why did you pick him yeah because Carson Wentz is injury prone that's the only reason I can come up with you're right I mean when he signed his deal like a year or two ago I thought it was less than that like last year yeah. It was the beginning of last season, so was, this is now a second year. It's a five-year deal. So when no one knew he was actually shit. When no one knew he was shit. I don't remember the draft well enough. I mean, why wasn't this talked about? Why wasn't people talking about, like, oh, why would they pick a QB like Jalen Hurts when, you know, Wentz still has three or four more years on his contract? I think the reason that they picked him is because he's an athlete and they th- thought that they could use him in their offense – but their offense is shit, and Carson Wentz is shit, so there's no use unless you start him. Yep. I actually like Jalen in college. I could see him playing anywhere else. Yeah. Put him, like, with the Jags or something, with the Broncos. Give him a chance there. Like he handed Alabama a ring, 100%. Actually, yeah. multiple rings, right? No. Yeah, well, there was that one time that Tua came in and was the savior. I hate Tua. He's a fraud. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I feel bad for Jalen. I don't know why they drafted him in the first place. You know, if, if Wentz is really going down the drain, then just pull the plug. 
Because if you keep on letting it go like this, then you're going to lose Jalen. It's going to be a wasted draft pick. They should try to trade Wentz. <laughs> Who would take him? Fuck, I don't know. The Jets. <laughs> if you're if, if you're someone like Jalen, and people don't know your talent. Where someone like Carson, he's going to be wanting money. He's not going to be, you know, he just signed a huge five year deal. He's not going to go anywhere for nothing. No, he. I mean, when you trade someone, don't you still pay them? Yeah, you, know, you have to take a share of that. You have, oh. you have to share that contract. What if he goes to the Broncos? Anyone other than Drew Locke. God, right? I hate that guy. You know, that could be a that <laughs> yeah. could be an option. That's a that's a team that needs a quarterback. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's let's get into soccer with soccer Sherpa Edison. We're bringing him on. Here we go. All right, now we're bringing on Mr. Soccer Sherpa Edison. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, boys. Uh, you know, it's been a been a pretty good week. Um, you know, aside from Sunday, uh, you know, that was really kind of my only. My only downfall of the weekend, uh, UCLA got a dub. Defense looks great. Um, you know, Chargers, they're going to charge her. Uh, you know, it's just <laughs> – they're going to do what they're going to do. I mean, and you guys touched on it on Monday, but my – just the thing that made me scratch my head the most was on that last play, like you said, when they were quarterback sneaking, the offensive line literally dropped back into pass protection. If you watch that clip again, the <laughs> offensive line drops back and not tries to push forward. So he runs into the center before anybody on Buffalo even touches him. So it's just like, this is just peak, you know, it's. Edison, that, that was one of the worst games the Bills have played all year. <laughs> and the Chargers like still managed to suck enough to just get crushed i mean nobody could hang on to the ball in the fourth quarter i mean that was brutal. it was just such an ugly game for both teams ugly 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 but ugly. Hey, if, if the bills are going to be ugly the chargers made sure to out ugly them oh They're i mean you them. you never have to worry about that we're always going to be the ugliest team on the football field not uniform wise we're always going to be the most oh, yeah you guys pleasing quiet. to look at but our brand of football is going to be the most ugly and i'm saying when eric Bellenemy, however you say his last name from the mm-hmm. charger no wait from the chiefs Goes to the Chargers yeah, I mean, next year. They're making the playoffs. You think so, huh? There's no way Anthony's still there. Like, I mean, oh, oh, well, he, he shouldn't be. And uh, just, you know, again, I said this in the group message, but I'm going to put it on here too. Cooper, screenshots live forever. So oh, just, I know. Okay. I'm, I'm counting on it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a Snapchat. No. Just <laughs> me moseying on down the street. <laughs> if it That's happens. Great. If it yeah, doesn't happen. Much, I mean, for, for my sake and for – your dignity's sake. Yeah, honestly, the uh, the Chargers don't deserve to be an organization anymore, and that's okay. that's just what you got to live with, Edison. I'm sorry. I mean, and it's it's not. Yeah, well, all right. I just I got nothing. I got nothing <laughs> for that. It's just it's well, a tough time to be a Chargers fan, um, and an even tougher time to be a fan of a Pac-12 team just because the conference is in shambles. Um, <laughs> but just exactly, you know, kind of what Coop and Brandon were saying on Monday. Um, one, the only thing I wanted to add to that was that uh, to the Pac-12's credit, as these guys were saying, I think the way to just put a blanket statement over it is that the Pac-12 has a higher floor than most conferences, I'd say, than all of the other Power Five conferences. Because if you look at the ACC, their floor is much, much lower mm-hmm. than, you know, the Pac-12's. Um, and like, yeah. Sure, they still have Clemson, but like they said, they're just playing really bad teams. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, the Pac-12 is cannibalistic. Their ceiling might not be as high, but their floor is much higher, and anybody can beat anybody on any given day. And that's the problem with the Pac. They're just cannibalistic. And I kind of think that, too, with, the, like, Big 12. Obviously, they always have, like, Oklahoma, but they are somewhat in itself cannibalistic, too. We always have Texas losing to, like, their own teams. Oklahoma itself, Oklahoma State, a lot yeah. of those better teams – but we're just worse. We are much more yeah. cannibalistic. And even then, like, I don't know. It's And still, our floor is higher than them. I would put mm-hmm. our last ranked team, what, who is it, uh, Cal, I think, right now. Yeah. I'd put Cal up against uh, Kansas any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. There's, there's another thing I wanted to add on to this. I know, like, I think it was, what was it, last year or the year before when Tua was playing? Tua, I'm pretty sure it was through six games. Tua didn't play in the third quarter once. <laughs> like that's that's what that's what we're up against. When like you can say that healthy, that's yes. a floor right there. Exactly. That's that's what's happening. It's tough in but, college football. But yeah. honestly, like, so I, I get, I get, I understand and agree with your argument. 
but I don't think that's a great comparison because Alabama versus Arizona, like the same things happened. Two was not playing in the third quarter. I mean, he could. It's not like he's uh, guaranteed. I, mean, I, I get your argument, but Alabama is such a outlier. It's just hard, you know. No, I, I don't say it's Alabama versus um, Arizona. I think it's any Pac-12 team against another Pac-12 team. You're gonna have the quarterback going against each other in the third or fourth quarter. But yeah. Alabama's playing, you know, a, a third or even half of their games where two is not playing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but yeah, you I mean, never see Marcus Mariota bench going into the second half. Like, that's just facts. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's just kind of the nature of the conference at this point. Until somebody gets a lot worse or somebody gets a lot better, this is just kind of going to be it. It's just reality, yeah. And it's, it's hard to back that up, too, because, like, what, what Cooper just said, I remember I thought we had a chance when USC played Bama, like, two years ago. And they beat <laughs> yeah. him, like, 66 yeah. to 6. Oh, so that shuts us up. But, like, I mean, I was that say, USC team was shit. I loved it. But, okay, you but know. you think Arizona would have done better? No. Well, I'm just <laughs> – okay, I, I get you. But Alabama is the number one guy. In I was say Alabama team. is the and outlier. A- in this USC game. was what? I don't even think the USC made a bowl game that year. I know. I, I think we have like a good argument. It's just like when there's they, no way to test it. When, when the instances come up, we always get screwed over. Yeah, it makes us look bad. Yeah. <sighs> All right. All right well, soccer. I was gonna say enough. Uh, enough of football and enough of or to the football that makes sense to me at least. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go with the Champions League games uh, that happened on Tuesday, and we're gonna start in Group B. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk uh, beat Real Madrid 2-0 and Inter Milan beat Borussia Mönchengladbach 3-2 so with these two results Group B is looking very very interesting okay this is the only group after five games when one left to play where any four of the teams in the group can qualify for the two spots to go ahead and and who are are those four? Uh, it is Shakhtar Donetsk Real Madrid Inter Milan and Borussia Mönchengladbach. So okay. who who out of those four who do you think are the two? I think it's going to come down to the last game which is going to be Real Madrid and Mönchengladbach and Inter Milan and Shakhtar Donetsk. All four have a chance to go through but I think it is going to be I think it's going to be Gladbach and Milan honestly because I think Madrid is still Madrid's still in shambles I mean they just they don't look like the Real Madrid of old the team that won three Champions Leagues in a row like just dominated everybody um and I was gonna say Gladbach already beat them once uh this year um I do think they can do it again um, and I was going to say, if they win and Milan win, like those are the two that go through. Um, it's It would be a did, lot harder for anybody else. Uh, did, did Milan used to have Zlatan Ibrahimovic or is that a different team? They did. Uh, Inter see Milan that, used to have – See that soccer have, knowledge, boys? Uh, you see yeah. that? Yeah. No. I'll say Inter, Inter right. Milan used to have Zlatan. Now AC Milan, the other team in the city, has him currently. So that's where he's at right now. Isn't Joe cool? is so happy to just name drop right there. I was. I used to play with him in FIFA, so I was like, hey, right. I mean, Zlatan right. is Zlatan, you know, like he's just, he's amazing. Yeah, no, he uh, he went back to AC Milan uh, after his spell with the Galaxy here. Uh, about He went back. How do you do with, how do you do with the Galaxy? Because I knew he came over here. Oh, he's a world beater. I mean, he was a man amongst boys over here. Like the, he was way too talented for the MLS. They were like, okay, Zlatan's retiring. You know, he's like, 35 36 something like that like he's gonna go play in the mls for a few years get a bag and you know go home but he came to the mls dominated showed he could still play in like europe and ac milan was like all right we need a striker we'll take you back and he's back and he's still killing it he's like 38 and he's just still scoring is, goals at a is record. there any reason for someone who's good to play in the mls um no Flat out, no, there, there yeah. isn't. I mean, the, the talent level just is not there. Um, I mean, is the money there? It can't be, right? No, I mean, it's, it's, well, 
the two they yeah. call like you know retirement leagues. I was just about to say it must um, be like to like stay in the U.S. and be with their families. Exactly. I mean, you got to remember, most of these guys are making a lot of their money off endorsements anyway. Especially a guy like Zlatan, um, like salaries are just a drop in the bucket. But um, you know, you you can get a pretty big payday for like a designated player spot in the MLS. That's where like the majority of the money goes on a team or those like top two three guys. Um, and Zlatan got that. Um, and then China, the Chinese Super League also pays a lot of money for like guys in their older stages just to have them come over and like be the face of their team. Like that's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can get paid a pretty good amount of money in the MLS if you are, you know, an older star who can't quite make it. in a Baseball year. does the same. I know Manny Ramirez did that. I know Ichiro did that too. Yeah. He's, you know, from- kind of from that area but yeah i could see that happening yeah i would say like it's it, as long as you're the face you're a big recognizable face still you might not be as good as you once were but you are still you you'll draw tickets you'll sell jerseys you'll i mean zlatan was only in the league two years and he led the league in sales both years like mm-hmm. in jersey sales galaxy were top in ticket sales like huh. it's it's a lot more than just him playing so and he gets a cut of all all of those too. So maybe it's a fresh change too. You know, you said some of those kids getting recruited at like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, years I was gonna say that the talent pool is Europe. definitely like it's either young kids who are just about to make that next jump, or guys who are kind of older or weren't good enough to make that next jump, and they're still mm-hmm. there. Uh, so that's why I say, is there any competitive reason to play in the MLS if you're over the age of nineteen? No. It's at that point, it's just, you know, a grab. So, um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's that. Um, I was going to say some other good games that happened. Uh, Tuesday, we had Atletico and Bayern drawing 1-1. Uh, Bayern go through with this result. Um, Atleti still have some work to do on match day six. Um, Liverpool and Ajax. Uh, Liverpool beat uh, Ajax 1-0. And uh, Atalanta and Michuland uh, drew 1-1. And with these results in that group of those four teams, uh, Liverpool are through to the next round. Um, and then on match day six, Ajax and Atalanta, the teams two and three in the group, are playing each other. So the winner of that uh, will advance uh, to the knockout stages from that group. Um, games to watch for for Wednesday in the Champions League. Uh, we have Joe's favorite German team, Borussia Dortmund, uh, playing Lazio Roma. Uh, the winner of this game will qualify for the round of 16. Uh, the loser is not eliminated. They just will have some meat left on the bone going into match day six. Um, hey, Edison, for this can game, you, can you yeah. remind me why I like Dortmund? I already forgot. You already forgot. Erling Holland. He's the one who's taken 91 shots and scored. Yeah, oh, I love goals. that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that came back really quickly. I love that. Oh, yes. yeah, Joe, root for Germany. They've never been the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not Germany as a whole. It's just a team that plays in Germany. All right. Hey, Brennan, thank so, you. <laughs> Chris Kyle, when you eat him. Schausen. <laughs> so, uh, for Dortmund – uh, Lazio, uh, I like Dortmund minus 166 and the over to hit on three. Uh, like I said on the last pod, Dortmund and the over is just a match made in heaven. Um, and then my other game uh, to look out for on Wednesday uh, is Sevilla and Chelsea. Uh, these two are the two that have advanced from this group. Um, so there's not much to play for other than positioning, but that positioning is crucial because if you win the group, how the draw of 16 works uh, or how the round of 16 works is they have a draw with one pot of group winners and one pot of group uh, runner-ups. And so the, they pick one from each pot and the only, we'll get Ooh. more into that later, but theoretically, if you win your group, you get an easier matchup. I so think it's kind of like wanna... if you're the five seed in the, in the NFC, you get to play the NFC East instead of having to go play the Packers or something. So it's like a free game, you know, it's a much exactly. easier game. I was going to say, they're both already moving through. So yeah, it is a free game in that, right? It's just who's going to win the group, who's going to come in second. Um, so I, in this game, I like Chelsea plus 145. And uh, I, I have to preface this with a sorry, because Brendan's on the pod, um, the under of two and a half. Oh, so, God. Oh, no. Oh. Brendan. 
you know, I got to say that so freely like, last week. You know, it felt so good. But you know, I was so. You know, what do I know? Betting this Seattle game <laughs> showed me to never bet like points. Is who's gonna win the game? I'm only betting money lines from now on. So the under may hit. It might not be as exciting, but. Well, there's there's your money lines. I know there's your money lines. Dortmund minus one sixty six and Chelsea plus one forty five. We permanently scarred him, man. Like we banned him last week. (laughs) He sucked again this week. Like God, the man just. Uh, I mean, it's you know we're. You can't win. You gotta you gotta you know, throw him bone a little bit. We got him back on. We're gonna encourage him, you know, and uh, hopefully some things will hit this week. And it's so hard to encourage the man when he just throws loss after loss. It's just so hard. Listen, imagine. Imagine you just have career losses and then you just minimize to like one or two bets a week until you start hitting them. You lose for another week. You're like, okay, I still can't win a bet. I'm just going to make a friendly bet with my friend here. Oh, okay. Look, I'm covering the whole, pretty much the whole game until the last 12 seconds. Oh, that's fine. I'm going to kick an extra point. Oh, they're going to go for two. Fuck me. All right. <laughs> I'm never betting again. I'm going to text my Wait guy. A minute. Remove Dude. me. Didn't you take the Eagles though? Didn't they backdoor cover for you? They backdoor you... covered for us okay. and pick them, but okay. we have a friend that's an Eagles fan, and you know uh, he's like, "Oh, let's make a bet." So, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I was gonna say, I not was a like, good I move. Thought you won that one. Yeah, no, that's tough. Oh, we won. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, getting away from the Champions League a little bit, uh, touching on some. U.S. Women's National Team news. Um, they played their last game of 2020. It was a rematch of the uh, Women's World Cup final uh, from 2019. Uh, they beat the Netherlands 2-0. Um, Alex Morgan uh, returned to play her first game for the U.S. since uh, giving birth to her daughter, Charlie. Um, Man City women's star Rose Lavelle found the score sheet, as did newcomer uh, Christy Mewis. Um, and this game was kind of interesting just from the sole fact that, I mean, the U.S. in the past eight or so years has really kind of been a dominant force on the women's game. I mean, throughout the entirety of the women's uh, game, women's international competition, they've been one of the dominant forces on the planet, but even more so in the past eight to ten years. And they were heavily outpossessed in this game. They, I mean, they outshot the Dutch women 14 to two. So, I mean, they were effective when they had possession, but they were out possessed like 68, 32. And like, it just seemed like they were never on the ball. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely a tell that um, the rest of the world, both skillfully and tactically is kind of catching up to the U S I mean, the U S still has the skill, um, to, you know, win games like this, you know, where they don't have the ball for the majority of the match and they can still pull out a result and be effective on possession. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see, like, this next World Cup cycle or even the Olympic cycle um, to see if the rest of the world takes another step forward to catching up to, you know, our, our ladies. Um, all right. Hopefully so not. Hopefully not. Of course, I mean, obviously, hopefully not. Um, but I do believe uh, that, you know, the, the gap is, uh, you know, getting closer. Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely getting closer. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's good for the game overall. Yeah, but, obviously, fun. I still yeah. want to win. Yeah. So Domination is what I want. I don't care exactly. about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's fun to, I mean, take it for it, – it, it's getting closer, you know, at European – like, European teams are starting to care about their women's programs now. Um, but I mean, the rest of the world, I mean, let's just go ahead and take a look at the first group stage game of that 2019 World Cup. The U.S. played Thailand. Anybody want to guess what the final score was? 6-1. It's, uh, 8-1? I'm going to go 5-0. 16-0. What? <laughs> I thought I, I was right was on the possible. money. No. I really I literally didn't know, didn't know there was enough time in the game for that to happen. Yes, it was a slaughter. So, Edison, like, I know baseball is kind of like this way. I mean, there's some bad examples, but usually there's like a, oh, take your foot off the gas if you're up a certain amount of runs. Is that not how it is in soccer? That's that's kind of like what they're saying. Um, a lot of them were asked about that, obviously, with such a lopsided scoreline um, at the end of the game. But um, – in World Cup matches in the group stage, the first 
tiebreaker, if there is a tie in the group for the top two teams to advance, is goal differential. So in the group stage, you got to pile it on and make sure that you have the lead in goal Mm -hmm. differential because if you don't, if you take your foot off the gas and you let up and you come in in a tie and your goal differential is less than the team you're tied with, you're going home. Um, and a lot of them felt like if they took their foot off the gas after a certain point, you know, cause obviously once you hit like five, six, seven, even eight, you know, your goal differentials, you know, it's going to be pretty okay. Um, a lot of them felt that if they were to take their foot off the gas, that would be a sign of disrespect to the team. Like it's like, True. Oh, if we, you know, just like, stop you think we're just going to walk over us and keep the lead. Yeah, exactly. And if, you know, we just start playing keep away in the back, like that's even more disrespectful than, you know, not mm-hmm. finishing out. the game. So <clears throat> that was what they did. Yeah, I know. In that game, I think Alex Morgan had six herself. She either had five or six herself. And I think another two players had hat tricks. Like, <clears throat> I wish football did that more. I mean, I would have loved to see the Falcons put up 65 on the Raiders. <laughs> I, it's not funny. I, 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 like <laughs> I mean, it was a little funny. Addison, why are you laughing? It's not <laughs> I mean, funny. Because I don't like the Raiders. It's pretty obvious. So, you know, that was... Respectful. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so I, at a, to a certain extent, that gap is closing, but obviously not altogether. They're, they're still the dominant force in the game. Um, so, yeah, but no, it's, it's a good thing for the women's game, honestly and truthfully. Um, okay, so let's see. Sounding soccer smart. I tried to put that, you know, as compact I, I as like I it. possibly That's good could. Right there. Um, we're going to go ahead this week and talk about VAR or VAR. Okay. Oh, and yeah. this is the new stat? This is, this is assistant it's referee. It's not a stat, Joe. It's not, it's not a, a stat. stat. It's not a stat. God, I see. This is why I need this segment right here. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't even know, I don't even know what the stats are. God, yeah, no, I thought this was like war or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I when I when I VAR, I'm like, oh, it's like war. It's gonna be it's gonna be like variants <laughs> or something, and it's gonna come into play. It's like spin rate. I don't know. Yeah. No. No. It is. It is not a stat. It is actually a additional referee. It is the video assistant referee. So now replay has found its way into soccer uh, as of 2018. I have um, so many questions. I literally have was, questions. Are you ever watched a soccer game in your life? <laughs> Not really, Cooper. <laughs> like, you don't know what VAR is? <laughs> no. So, how so it's VAR? only the greatest thing ever. <laughs> well, it I changes mean, games, man. <laughs> Video assistant referee was introduced in 2018. And it was said to be brought into the game under the philosophy of, quote, minimal interference, maximum benefit, end quote, to provide a way for, quote, clear and obvious errors, end quote, and quote, serious missed incidents, end quote, to be corrected. That is now, this so is taken officially like- from, you know, the official rules of FIFA. And exactly what Joe says, it is incredibly subjective. I, um, I hate when it it sounds like beneficial. Like, it sounds great in theory, but it is incredibly subjective because it can go either way. It, it Like Cooper said, it absolutely changes games like 100%. But sometimes if something isn't, quote, clear and obvious, if an error isn't, quote, clear and obvious, it's not overturned. It, the rule on the, you know, what was called on the field is what they go with, even though, you know, it looks to be going the other way, but it's not clear and obvious, so the ref doesn't change it. And that's the thing. Like, the VAR referee, that fifth referee, can overturn a decision themselves, or they can buzz down to the center ref to go over and look at the monitor and take a look himself. And that video referee will be talking to him and like, okay, so I see this, da 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 But the center ref could be listening to him and be like, okay, so you see that, got it. Yeah, no, I like my call better. And then come out and stick with the original call. Like, so, so, so the takeaway, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So it's basically a Pac-12 ref. <laughs> Just someone yeah, that doesn't not, know shit and they get to change the game. It's, it can be, it can, it can go that way. I mean, for, for all the things that VAR gets right, 
for all the things that it does get right. And, you know, it's the correct calls and all this and that, whatever, like literally down to the millimeter because they're on the metric system over there, like to the millimeter they it, it gets down that, you know, crazy close, you know, they also do get some things wrong. Um, and anytime you see VAR trending on any type of social media, it's always in a negative light. So if you ever hear anybody, the takeaway is if you ever hear anybody ever talk about VAR, just be like, man, VAR is horrendous. I hate VAR. It <laughs> yeah. sucks. Like, this is what I'm looking for. That's it. That's this all you got to This is what we can do. bring up at the water cooler now, Joe. Exactly. So we just be like, oh, how about that VAR? You, guys, right. you, guys <laughs> you see that VAR game before? God, the VAR. VAR. Really the VAR. Right. Like, it's AYSO game, man. It was terrible. In my, in my, <laughs> in my experience of VAR, I feel like the only benefit, I mean, not only, but like, it's very beneficial for like goals, like the ones that like hit the line and they don't see it like, cause it happens so fast and they can go back and be like, it crossed the line and it's goal kind of thing. Right. And that's, that's the thing that was implemented before 2018 because oh, okay. they, they had always had like goal line technology, whether it yeah. was like, okay. It was called bar though, right? Says, yes. No, it was, it was called goal line technology. That was oh, like shit. literally Maybe like, I'm, what it was I'm stupid. But then, no, no, you're not. Because, like, that was the first time, like, technology had ever been used to influence decisions. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they took it a step fur- further to help it influence referee decisions. And that's when people are kind of like, okay, now it's getting a little subjective. So VAR um, stupid. And I'm, I'm hopping on that train. <laughs> it's <laughs> a pretty right. easy Boy. train to hop on. Um, but, I mean, it's it can be – it gets things right, but it's – I think it's the rules of VAR that need to be changed because like you said, the clear and obvious errors, there's no letter of the law to tell what's a clear and obvious error and what's not like that's, that's where VAR gets into trouble, not the use of it, but the rules that are written out. So like if the rules get a little more clarified, maybe it becomes better and it's more beneficial to the game. But right now, it's still kind of in this like subjective kind of limbo because the rules are just not very well written. Okay, boys, this is something that I've I've thought for a long time in the sports world, not just soccer, all sports, um, but now including soccer because I know they have VAR. Didn't know that before. So <laughs> the just the review systems in general. This is what I think should happen. The the whole oh like you can overturn it if you have clear and obvious evidence. I hate that. Yeah, like, so I, dumb. I think you should go like if, if the coach is ballsy enough to throw the challenge, I think the umpire or the ref should blank out their mind, go into the play and say, all right, what happened? And right. like whatever is slightly more they're leaning towards, that's what you go with. If you literally have yeah. no idea, then go with what's on the field. But if there is something like if you're like, all right, it's probably but not enough to overturn. I hate that. Like, no, it's probably that. So you should probably go with that one. Mm-hmm. I, got, I, I got an idea. I got an idea for that, Joe. They should have a VAR in like football or something that the ref do- isn't watching the game and they just send him the Ooh. clip of no information. Ooh, I like yeah. that. That's, that's interesting. That. Okay. You know, so like he has no clue what the call on the field was. Like if there's not enough over evidence to overturn it kind of thing. And he can just make a decision. He has all the that's power in the world. Idea. And, and if he literally can't tell then he says, I don't know. And they're like, all right, we're sticking with what's on the, what's on the field. But most of the times I see those calls and they're like, well, you know, it's probably a fumble, but you just can't over, not enough to overturn. I'm like, dude, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This <laughs> happened in the Oregon game over the weekend. <laughs> oh, you're coming back again. Oh, Brent, I don't know if you saw this play, but our guy stripped it and he was like, his foot was like right next to the line. And they're like, there's not enough evidence. We don't know where the ball is. And it's clearly in his hand when he's still in back. It was, I was pissed. God, I, I hate VAR so much. I don't know if I've ever hated anything more than VAR. That's, this there is you what go. I'm learning. Thank you. Learned it literally 30 seconds ago now he hates it or when there's <laughs> an intentional grounding that no one fucking calls on the field <laughs> yeah i mean that's, and that's... edison your your soccer your sounding soccer smart today just made us all really mad but it's good we're smarter for it so there let's get go. into the 81 seconds perfect coop get the timer out i'm getting there hold on give me a sec here i've got not even prepared <laughs> ready whenever you are wait how many seconds is it uh 27 81 right. divided by three. Can't do that in your head, Coop. Oh, it only took 20, me like. I put 27 minutes. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm That's ready. A long podcast. All right, so you want to start with uh, the game to watch? Yeah, the game okay. we're looking forward to watching most of the week. Go ahead, Coop. Okay. 
All right, so I'm going to do a first, and I'm going to do a double. So quickly, the first one in Champions League is going to be Manchester United and PSG. This is just the most appealing game uh, of the Wednesday slate, uh, and these games are usually pretty hotly contested with a winning goal late. So I'm looking forward to that one. Domestically, I'm looking forward to the North London Derby with Arsenal and Tottenham in the Premier League this weekend. Uh, Tottenham's in first, Arsenal's in 13th, I believe. Oh, it's got to be Tottenham, right, then? It's got to be Tottenham? You never know in a rivalry game. I mean, these boys found that out on uh, on Friday. So you just – you never know what can happen in a rivalry right. game. Right. Let's, let's go into your biggest lock of the week. Please be in under. So Brendan has to bet it. Please. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Please be money My line. My biggest Please lock be of money the week line. I'm is a money line. And it's going to be Barcelona versus Ferenc Varosi. Uh, in the Champions League tomorrow, uh, Barcelona on the money line is a minus 192. Um, and that just seems like free money because they are that much better. Uh, the over-under is set at three. That's a little more risky. Um, but if you do want to go for one, uh, I would probably say the over. I would say that, or maybe you could parlay that. You could. Just because the money line's so high, say so probably yeah. the money line with the over. I'm, I'm yeah. going Barcelona tomorrow. I mean, that's not even the highest money line tomorrow, though. The highest money line is Juve playing the other team in that group. Uh, I forget the name. Uh, oh, Dynamo Kiev. They are a minus 400 on the money line tomorrow. So, You're playing yeah. like the Jets of soccer, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are a minus 400 on the money line tomorrow. So I saw minus 192, and I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. Edison, you want, you want, to, you want to know something funny? Yeah, what's up? When the uh, when the Chiefs were playing the Jets, they didn't even allow a money line bet. Are you serious? They didn't have odds for it because it was oh so obvious the Chiefs were going to win. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just <laughs> tells you how bad the Jets are right there. <laughs> All right, let's go into our – beat the Raiders. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to our last one, our Edison's football bet of the week. What do you go with? All right, so my football bet of the week, I was looking at a few of these here, um, but the one that stuck out the most to me uh, was the Indianapolis Colts minus three and a half to the Houston Texans. I like Um, that one. Indy's coming off a pretty, you know, pretty rough game, um, but the Texans are still, you know, not a great football team. And uh, Phillip Rivers will always be my quarterback. So (laughs) Indy minus three and a half. And also coming off – Will Fuller having a career game and then all of a sudden being like, oh, you know what? PAD. Yeah. So so he's Edison not going to be there. Edison, remind me. And then this isn't bad because Coop literally went one for 11 on Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, remind me who you picked last week for football. Uh, who did I pick last week? I picked the Saints. Oh, and they cut. Co- oh, my. Yeah. Edison, like, you're mine. <laughs> well, you picked the Chargers the first week, but that was a dumb <laughs> that, that was stupid. That was picking one with the heart bets. more so than the brain. Exactly. You're one for one on football bets. We'll see if you can make it two for two this week. Thanks for joining us, Edison. As always, it's been a pleasure, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, boys. Thanks again. Of course. Later. All right. Thanks, brother. Peace. Thanks, Edison. You're the man. God, you're so smart. I love VAR. <laughs> I love, I hate VAR. I just, I, I love, I, I love that I learned about VAR and I hate, and I love that I hate VAR. There it is. That didn't make any sense, but okay. It made sense. <laughs> it made perfect sense. Edison it made zero sense. I still can't VAR. believe you don't, didn't know what VAR was, Joe. Like, you know, you like, you have a decent knowledge of like players. I'm just confused as to why you didn't know what VAR was. That's In like FIFA. They didn't have VAR Cooper. I didn't want to admit it, but I had no clue what VAR was because I never played FIFA. Thanks. It's not in Thanks. FIFA. It's yeah, it's not in FIFA. That's what I'm okay, saying. sorry. I don't watch soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I have no intention. Well, now I do, but still. I've never I watched a World Cup once. Do they have it in the World Cup? Well, they did in this last one. Oh, I didn't watch because the U.S. wasn't in it. The women's team was. Oh, well, I watched that occasionally, but apparently not well enough. I mean, yeah. It's like a look at my phone, and then when I see it, they want to be like, oh, nice, man, and get on with my day. <laughs> but now that I know what VAR is, I'll be watching. No, you won't. <laughs> World Cup, hey, World Cup, I'll be watching. Brennan, I want you to watch some World Cup. I really Come do. Come on, Brennan. Come on. Who should I root for? USA? Obviously, US. Uh, that was a dumb question. I don't know why I asked that. If not, Germany. Kyle would agree for Germany. Oh, Kyle would agree. And, All right, let's, okay, I can't say that. Let's – <laughs> oh, let's God. get into our hotter than hot takes last segment before we leave um cooper start us off all right so i'm gonna go college football 
And we got a we got a top twenty five matchup here. We got Auburn twenty two against number five Texas A and M. And I think that the Auburn Tigers will win this one. That's my hotter than hot take. Or just hot. That's your hot take. Now, Brendan, what's your hotter than hot take? Wait, no, I want to go on to his a little bit. I'm just going to say that Texas A&M deserves no respect being in that number five spot. I watched them play on Saturday. I don't know how they are in the number five spot. Get them out of there. And what? After the f- number four, it's just – it's a question mark. Cincinnati's number six. Six, seven, they're up there. So is BYU. It is a question mark. A question mark. That makes my point even more valid. Um, my hotter than hot take is a take I really want to believe in my heart, but my brain tells me no, is that Derrick Henry will win MVP. His current MVP odds are plus 3,300, and he is currently just going off, especially after this past game on Sunday. We know from last year, Tractor Cito, King Henry heats up at the end of November and December. Uh, this later part of the season, their next five games are cake. Three of those next five games are against the top six worst rush defenses. And I could see him like, if you take them off that Titans team, they are not the same. They have like three or four wins. Maybe if they're lucky, the only part that I don't want to believe or it makes me not want to believe that is just because it's hard for a non quarterback to win. And that also require Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers to have a bad game. Which is very unlikely. Maybe a couple I got, I got a question, Brendan. I don't know if you know the answer. How far down is King Henry on the list? I believe down. he's like five or six spots. Actually, I mean, he's above like Josh Allen and Kyler Murray now. It's just like, here's the thing. It's like the top three, he has a little bit of separation, and then the rest. It's, it, it's all – Patty, and then it goes Arod and Russ, and then I'm not sure the fourth is. Um, I, he might be fourth or fifth, but it's just the margin in between, like the the fourth and fifth the or third and fourth spot. Yeah, the, the betting odds at least. What is Russ know. right now? Plus what? Like six hundred. That much Rogers of a is plus five fifty. That much of a drop off. Yeah. Damn boy. And then Patrick is minus four fifty. Yeah, Patty's kind of locked it up in most people's minds, but not mine. I mean, they still have some tough games to play, but still. Minus 450. Jesus criminy. All right, so my hotter than hotter than hot take was going to be was going to be that the NFC East is going to win a playoff game. That's not hot enough. The NFC East is going to win two playoff games, and hear me out. That's, gonna, no, no. They're going to beat the Rams. Like, the Rams suck. The Rams are a bad football team. They're going to beat them. There's a the second team. They're going to go play the Saints. And Drew Brees is going to break an extra four ribs, so it's still going to be Taysom Hill, and they're going to win that game too. That's just stupid. I believe the I believe the first one may be true, but not the second game. Hey, I had to up it. I'm going last. When you go last, you got to sound stupid. So, let's see. The last two times a non-winning team – made the playoffs was the 2010 Seahawks and the 2014 Panthers. Now I'm not sure what the record was, but they must've been like seven and nine and they both won the first game. This NFC East team that's going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win a game. Yeah. This NFC East team is a lot different than the seven and nine Seahawks. Brendan, I got, I, I I just want to go back to your MVP thing. Uh Uh-huh. I just I just looked up the odds. We got Patrick Mahomes minus four seventy five. Mm-hmm. Then we got A Rod with plus five fifty. Mm-hmm. We got Russ at plus six hundred. Mm-hmm. Like I said, then we got get this and mm-hmm. Roethlisberger at plus two thousand. That's so. Oh, I forgot about him, even though he's just an easily replaceable quarterback right now. Yeah. And then we got Josh Allen plus two thousand five hundred. My boy. And then <laughs> Kyler Murray and Derrick Henry are both tied at plus 3,300. Oh, my bad. I thought they were uh, farther behind, but damn. The I mean, that's that, still five or six, like you said. The fact that Derrick Henry is that low is absolutely ridiculous. It should be him and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. They, they're the big three. It's crazy it how Ben Roethlisberger is in front of Derrick Henry. Are you kidding? It's only the defense that's doing it for him. 
But it's like a defensive player, I think, winning MVP for the Heisman. Not MVP, winning the Heisman in college. <clears throat> Sorry, I have COVID right now, so it's like <laughs> my, my mind is just scrambled. So, Brennan, you have COVID and you're colorblind. That's an impossible combo. Like, how are you supposed to How do you live? I don't know. People just start Venmoing me because I'm going through <laughs> a tough time. Uh, yeah, just give me. You would just go waste on sports bets, and it would just be a pointless Venmo. It would just. No, I, I gave up. I give up. Okay. You officially gave up. No, I. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I, not officially. You gave up I'm for gonna, like I'll, two or three days. We'll see how I am when it comes to just betting spreads straight up. Brendan, you have I, to money lines. You have to bet while you're in. Uh, you have to bet while you're in quarantine. Come on. Well, what else am I supposed to do? Read a book? Exactly. <laughs> we know that's not happening. I can send you a good book. What is betting one on one? All right, that's over, and I'll shove it straight up. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's gonna do it for us. That that's that that's gonna do it for Wait, us. Wait, hold right on, there. hold on. We got to talk about Wednesday night football. Oh my god! The game Wednesday. that was supposed to happen in 1954 is playing tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll see. The Steelers are gonna win. But it's still Steelers minus ten, so nothing's changed since we talked about it last episode. But hopefully, it doesn't get played in the next 15 years. So I mean, we'll we'll find out tomorrow night. If it so, doesn't get played, then I win the pick'em. So, by the way, none of us are going to have analysis on this, and people that think they do are idiots because no one knows who's going to play in this game, and it's it's just going to be a toss-up. Agreed. I could see this as a weird one with somehow Steelers lose, but other than that, I've, I've no analysis. I mean, That's last, just last time someone got shut down for COVID, didn't practice for two weeks. The Titans went and uh, beat the Bills by, like, 8,000 points, so – was that the Bills? Oh, really? Well, they, the Titans beat someone by a million. It was the Bills. Oh, by the way, well, the Bills Seahawks suck. have never had a player to test positive for COVID. So, just give us some kind of award for that. That you know of. We are giving it you counts, an award. baby. <laughs> We're giving you an award. There's the not worst been a, defense of all time. Congratulations. There hasn't been a positive test that has been publicly announced. Still got to get an award for that. <laughs> Again, your your award is the worst defense of all time. Congratulations. Number one. Still getting awarded for that, too. Tracking <laughs> them all up. All right. That is going to do it for us. Wednesday night football. It's going to be fun. Nazi Wednesday afternoon football for us. Wednesday afternoon no, football. And no Thursday night football. It's so sad. That's sad. That's sad. Well, I suck at betting. Way, way to end on a great note, Coop. That's going to do it for us. And, and Brendan has COVID. <laughs> and we'll talk to you later. All right. Later, boys. Later, boys. Cal, you're a nerd. <laughs>